0: Congratulations! Victoria's housing market has rebounded strongly this year.
1: Hammers were falling once again.
0: Buy numbers per auction are actually up on last year. Rates, of course, on hold again at 0.25%. National house prices were still rising. A man's home is his castle. And today, it goes under the hammer.
1: Welcome to Under the Hammer for Direct Connect. Direct Connect is a free service making moving easy for you. Call them today on 1300 664 715. A very big welcome to you to Under the Hammer for Direct Connect, making moving easy for you. And if you are an agent interested in using Direct Connect, call one to see how they can benefit you and your team. I'm Sam Hargraves, in for Jane, who's doing the school holiday thing this week. And I'm joined today, as always, by Stavros Ambitzidis, Company Director for O'Brien Real Estate, to talk about the current state of the market, the latest sales statistics, and a whole lot more. And Stab, before we welcome our special guest, what a week it is for real estate. It has been the toughest of times for this industry, but this week, light at the end of that tunnel.
2: Sam... Thank you for uh, for the great introduction there. And first, I've got to say before we get going, there's no one else that can actually say my name as well as you can. So, <laughs> so thank you. But, mate, uh, it's it's week 39 of the year. We've been in lockdown in my industry for nine consecutive weeks. It's been a tough, tough gig. And it, it, it's been tough because we've been watching New South Wales, Queensland, they've all been making sales, mm. and we've been suppressed, we've been hamstrung, and we can't move. But on Sunday, we did have an amazing announcement where we could actually do private inspections and anyone, any ancillary uh, you know, things to do with real estate were allowed to work. So boards could go up, photography could happen, styling, getting properties prepared for sale. And then last night, look, it was great to hear that at five o'clock last night, we were allowed to do actual appraisals because without the appraisals, we can't get the stock. And as I've said, my dad had fish and chip shops and milk bars. And if he doesn't have the stock on the shelf, he can't sell the stock. So he needs the stock.
1: It, it, it was a great announcement, wasn't it? And I think as I told you last week, just having a look around and seeing what's out there, we keep an eye on it. And straight away, the influx of properties that were had become listed uh, in and around the area was just sensational. Straight away, you're getting the alerts um, from the apps to say, hey, we've got new stock. There's new stock coming on. Book in now for for an inspection. The response was immediate, and it just goes to show what we were speaking about last week in terms of having the good agents like those at O'Brien were ready for that announcement because they had the the vendors there, they had the stock there, and the moment that announcement was made, the trigger was pulled. It was a great response, and now we're looking forward to a big week of of sales.
2: Yeah, look, pretty much uh, success leaves clues, and we followed what happened in in the UK and. And Dwayne Russell and I spoke about this a couple of weeks ago, and and both myself and Jane spoke about this. There's always been that appetite to buy and Mm. and to transact, but the springboard, there was always going to be a springboard. At the moment, there's up to two weeks wait for some agencies to get photos on properties because that's how long the queue is. It's all this pent up um, activity that's been there. So no, we're, we're really excited. And I think we're going to have, the transactions will double for next week. So we're going to talk about later in the show what the transactions were
1: this week. They will double. Okay, so we'll talk about that later. Let's welcome in our special guest who's been doing it not easy, but a tad easier than what they've been doing it in Metropolitan because he's based regionally, of course, but they went through their pain as well earlier on in the year and have been seeing the benefits. And, of course, regional real estate, as we discussed last week, has really been carrying the torch for the industry in Victoria. So let's welcome in, and I'll let you introduce our special guest this week on Under the Hammer.
2: So this week we've got Peter Clark. Peter Clark's just joined O'Brien Real Estate, so he's in Warragul and Druin, and we've been working closely with Peter Clark for some time. So welcome to the O'Brien family, Pete. I've been actually giving you a plug now for the last two weeks, so welcome on board.
0: Yes, guys, Dave and Sam, thank you, and um, mate, it's good. Today's the day, actually. We change over to uh, O'Brien Real Estate officially uh, tonight, and 1st of October is our first day under the new banner, so... So all systems go down here. And, um, yeah, regional Victoria, um, Sam, it, it's, been, uh, it's been tough like it has been through the rest of the country, but we certainly have been feeling for those of you in uh, metropolitan Melbourne over this last uh, eight or nine weeks, it's been a lot tougher on your end.
1: Uh, we're going to talk about the decision that you made to join O'Brien's, but just I'd love to hear about that first and foremost, because, as I say, for regionals, given that they've been able to operate under a, a little bit less restrictions, you guys have been carrying the torch, as I said. You guys have been getting the results that have helped carry the industry in Victoria. How's it been from a regional point of view during COVID? Yeah, look, it's it's actually been an incredible
0: marketplace. Um, you know, I've, I've had the privilege to talk to a lot of agents from uh, east and north and and west, you know, Ballarat, Bendigo, um, Wangaratta, and, and Lake Entrance, and. Yeah, you know, we've we've no question seen the regional market um, go through actually a bit of a spurt. You know, we like everyone when the when COVID first hit, we we had a quiet patch there, and everyone was a bit concerned about what was going to happen. But as we started coming out of that last set of restrictions, the market completely took off, um, and the inquiry rates into regional Victoria have just in, uh, continued to go. So um, we our area, we and we sit right on the edge of metropolitan and regional um, Victoria. Uh, so we rely fairly heavily on our metropolitan buyers, but even talking to some of the guys down in the Gippsland Lakes, they have never seen as good a marketplaces as what they've seen now. Um, some of that stimulated by the building incentives that came out as a result of COVID. You know, there's a, in in addition to the first home buyers grant, there's an additional $25,000 building stimulus for people building or major renovations. That's seen land right across the state go absolutely gangbusters and no doubt fueled a lot of the regional marketplace. but. Uh, Look, it's been difficult, you know, obviously, especially in our area, we rely on uh, metropolitan buyers and and a lot of them have been unable to inspect and and even with the current announcements, they're still not able to um, come and inspect real estate in regional Victoria, Um, despite being allowed to move around metropolitan, they're not allowed across the border at this point. So that is limiting um, some of the transactions in border towns like ours in terms of the metropolitan regional market. Um, but in general, the inquiry rates for, and the attraction for living in regional Victoria has never been as, as good as what it is now.
2: Before we get going, Pete, um, look, I know your background and I know uh, your history and, and you've got a legacy there. Can you tell us uh, exactly what that legacy is? Where did you start from? Who, you know, who did you uh, take the business from? Uh, and uh, give us a, a good synopsis of uh, who you are and, and your team.
0: Uh, yeah, look, Steve, so I mean, yeah, you do know, but for, I guess for the listeners, our uh, our business started almost 30 years ago, 30 years ago this year, I think. Um, uh, my father started our business. He started it uh, out, almost out of necessity, actually. Um, he, they, it was during the recession and he couldn't get a job and he thought, well, if I'm sitting at home doing nothing, I might as well see if I can get a house uh, sold under the belt along the way. and that's literally how the business was started. i never forget driving into Dandenong at all the second-hand furniture stores with my dad picking up a desk and a chair, um, and it started in uh, a shared workspace, uh, and they started their business. Um, and from there, it's grown. Um, my, my brothers have been involved. Um, I bought the business about 16 years ago from my father. He retired. Um, and we've grown over the years. You know, we're a very proud local community business. Um, we now manage... Uh, well over 700 residential properties across this region. We have our two offices in Druin and Warragul. Uh, we've got a a really a proud sales team, a, a high performing sales team. They've been nominated, um, you know, in REB awards for some of the best performing um, offices across Australia, not just within our our network. So. Um, we're very lucky to live where we live. We live in an amazing, uh, you know, community, um, not rich necessarily with money, but rich in terms of it's so close to the metropolitan markets that we get the best of Melbourne and metropolitan uh, offerings. But we also live in this, you know, lifestyle rich community. We get to sell properties on acreage and farms as well as residential plots. And um, we found ourselves right on the edge of the growth corridor in this marketplace. So. Um, look, we 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 love what we do. We love our area. We're very proud of um, the Ballarat Shire and and Gippsland in general. And um, yeah, got a great great team.
2: Now, Clarkie, um, you and I speak quite often, but uh, I know you know Sam did mention you guys do have it a little bit easier out in regional Victoria, but but it wasn't that easy. For example you know, there was a ring of steel around Metro and a lot of your buyers do come from Metro. And uh, you and I have discussed that a lot of your properties didn't come to market because the pool of buyers weren't there. A lot of your vendors look at buyers coming from uh, Melbourne. The other thing that you've had and I'd like you to talk about, so that's one thing, but the other one is you have been a bit of an emotional manager, haven't you? Really managing your staff because uh, you're not a real estate agent. Um, Can you really talk about uh, all that for us?
0: Yeah, all right. Um I guess first to, to cap off on the, um, the the ring of steel. Yeah, look, it has been a challenge because a lot of our vendors know that um, a, a large portion of our market comes from the metropolitan. And when we talk about metropolitan, we're not necessarily talking about Carlton and Fitzroy. We're talking about that eastern corridor, Stav, your your yeah, you know, and um, your area's you know um, hotspot. I guess Cranbourne, Packen and those sorts of locations. Um, and uh, our vendors know that. And as a result, you know, I think the last time we did statistics, our drew an office. It was all over 60% of our uh, buyer activity. And buyer activity, I don't just mean inquiry. I mean, buyers, people who bought through our company were from outside the, our, our own region. So it's a big chunk of our buyer pool. Our vendors know that. They're very aware of that. Um, and as a result, they have been nervous bringing their homes to market when all of a sudden those buyers weren't allowed to look. Um, but... The fortunate thing we have in our marketplace is it's not just reliant on the metropolitan Melbourne. The other part is we've been able to get fairly innovative. Um, we have sold a number of properties. I think we're up to nine properties we've sold sight unseen by doing virtual tours, live um, FaceTime inspections. Not for everyone, um, and you know I think Stavio and I have spoken about it a few times. Maybe one in ten buyers will be comfortable doing that, um, but it has been it has been occurring. Um, but look we've been able to give a lot of our vendors confidence in respect to the fact that we know that now more than ever people are doing their homework and that's where we've been encouraging our vendors and our clients to get their properties to market because if you're stuck in lockdown you know and and you um you're sort of confined to a five kilometer radius you're spending more time than ever before researching and um probably more than ever before questioning whether where you live is where you want to live and certainly, the research, realestate.com and domain, but even our own web traffic has indicated that um, we've seen an increase in um, people searching for houses in, uh, in our area as a result of this lockdown. And I think it's been very similar, Stable. I think very similar to almost a Christmas market. We know that over Christmas, New Year's, we probably sell less property, certainly in our region, um, than what we would during a normal market. But we know our inquiry rates or our search rates go through the roof because people have time. You know, they're, they're together and they're, they're having Christmas lunch or they're on holidays and they can actually think about what their next step is and where they want to be. So we've almost seen um, this last sort of eight or nine weeks a bit like a Christmas market where it's building. You know, not all the activity has been able to occur. A lot of people can't um, do inspections. Some vendors are reluctant to go to market. Um, but we know the research is being done and as a result we've been um, really encouraging our vendors getting them to the market even knowing that not all the buyers could look so that they can at least be on the shopping list Um, and um, the sales believe it or not have actually still been really strong you know we we still get a lot of influence in our area from people moving from the valley um, people uh, relocating um, out of uh, further into Gippsland getting closer to Melbourne um, for work or whatever it might be so the team has still been able to put together really strong sales results, so um, that's been good. Been really good.
1: You're listening to Under the Hammer for Direct Connect. Call Direct Connect to make moving easy for you. And if you are an agent using or interested in using Direct Connect, call one three hundred double six four seven one five to see how they can benefit. You and your team, Sam Hargrave, Stavros, and Batsidis, And we're joined today by the newest addition to the O'Brien team, and that is Peter Clark, formerly of Clark Next E a Real Estate, now joining forces with the O'Brien brand and establishing O'Brien Clark in Warrigal and in Druin. Hey, Pete, I'm really interested in that point you raised about the use of technology and the informed buyer. There was a time when people used to think that real estate agents uh, wanted to keep the buyer in the dark or the vendor in the dark and that way they could sort of manipulate it the way that they wanted to. But the good agents and the ones that have lasted the the length that you have and O'Brien's have, they're the agents that want the buyer to be as informed as possible and technology has really helped with that because an informed buyer and an informed vendor who understands the market, who understands, you know, the way that properties have been selling, how they sell, what property will get you what, the informed buyer and the informed vendor is such uh, an asset and, and such a welcome to any agent who's looking to, to sell property to get the best results.
0: Oh, absolutely. And I, look, Stan will probably chime in on this too, but you know, I'm from the era where we actually saw um, websites and the internet come into play. You know, <laughs> When I first started, <laughs> who had a website? Um, I'm showing my age there a bit, but um, you know, it was when, when the, the dawn of the digital era first started the the whole um, ethos and methodology was give them as little as possible you know we never put addresses online because we didn't we wanted to make the buyer call us so we could capture them and then you know get them involved you know the 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 era we live in now is far more advanced than that people want mm. all the information and in fact the less information they have available for, uh, to them the less la- likely they are to make an inquiry or make a decision on something um, and but it, but even to, even
1: to make sorry to jump sorry. in but even to make the right decision or or to make the right offer or to accept the right offer because they don't have that information that's a crucial part to it as well
0: oh, absolutely yeah and it's why we're getting so many more um, you know it's not just re- the, the era of reviews but you know people can now look up they can do appraisals on their own property and they're not always always they're not always um, exactly accurate but people can get so much more research mm. now and, and become uh, come into a, um, a meeting with an a agent or a, um, you know, a buyer inquiry or something and they've got more information at their hands. So they're a more genuine um, inquiry. They're a more genuine lead. Um, but as a result, they're able to make decisions a lot quicker and a lot faster. And that's what we all want these days. Like people don't want to muck around. We don't want to spend weeks and months trudging around looking for properties. Everything we do, whether it's buying a car, you know, buying a sandwich, we just want things simple and easy. And information does that. You know, the more information you've got, the easier it is to make a decision. Look,
2: I I can definitely attest to that, Sam. Look, if my wife sees a property without a price, you know, a lot of properties have to Mm. be advised or there used to be a forthcoming auction. Now we've got the statement of information. So you can always find out what the price is. But my wife wouldn't even inquire. But I tell you what, the new age agent is so different Mm. to back in the day. You know, we would put limited information back in the day, so we could capture information. But the new age agent is so different. Mm. We've got people that have studied to be solicitors, and people that have studied to be engineers. Yeah, and it's a totally different person out there. And the information you've got to give has got to be forthcoming; otherwise, you'll be overlooked. Yeah, so or you'll be found that. out. You'll be found out. Yeah. Look, the, we did have a few cowboys back in the nineties, didn't we, uh, Pete? There were a few, <laughs> and that's how we were known. We were, we were told, you know, there was politicians, and there was um. Car salesmen and real estate agents that's what, that's what it was, but people didn't put photos on coming soon, all mm. this sort of stuff. They were all just games where now we just give everything. We're in style properties today. We have the professional photography, we have drone mm. shots, we've got all this equipped people the new age buyer, which is my daughter who's 24, she expects it because she's the Uber driver, uh, sorry, the Uber buyer. yeah, you know she wants Uber Easy uh, or Airbnb Easy, or
1: you know exactly yeah. Apple, a- Apple easy, and that's the thing. The, the the what we've we've all, and in my time in the industry, what you'd always find is that people will find a way to talk themselves out of anything. And the moment that somebody thinks that something's been held from them, or something's not quite right. You almost lose them. They get shaky very, very soon. So as you would both attest to, in the modern age, the more you can give, the more open and transparent you are, you you, you solve those problems before they become those problems. And technology has been so good in, in helping assist that and to arm vendors and buyers with information so they feel like they are in the know as well. And that helps the agent give the right advice. So when you say, I think you should take this offer, you you're saying it with all the information that mm. they have at their disposal, you have at their disposal, all of us have at our disposal. What do you both see technology and the future of that technology in the industry? We've seen it through COVID, as you mentioned, Pete, the ability to have, you know, FaceTime inspections. Uh, and we've got to say too, well done to any tenant that was there that helped out in that process. Cause there's been a heap of them that have said, yep, understand you're trying to sell. I'll, I'll film it and send it through to you. Um, so we, you don't have to breach the ability to go there and film it yourself. But the, the role of technology, where do you see it leading real estate over the next five to 10, maybe even 20 years?
0: I um, I actually still don't think we've seen or know how far um, technology is going to advance real estate. The one thing, and I'm a little old hat, but the one thing about real estate is that ultimately um, I still don't think that people will buy mass properties sight unseen. I think they will still, the yeah. large majority of us, we going to invest millions hundreds of thousands whatever it might be into a property that we live in we're going to want to see it and purely because different to a car or or anything else it doesn't roll off the lot the same every house is built slightly different on a slightly different block with different tastes with different styles and then it's lived in differently you're living it well you're living at hard wearing whatever it might be um so i think as agents we, we're going to need to we're, we're going to have a lot of relevance still moving forward but i think the, I, I think the knowledge that you were just talking about, the, the, the um, informed buyer is where tech will really become into its own. I, I think if we've learned anything is that, that uh, as a consumer, um, real estate was a little bit behind in terms of um, doing that research first. We were still walking out, going through open homes every weekend, in the wet, in the cold, in the 40 degrees. I think that will change. I think that's where we'll see a real quick change. I think we're gonna see far more um, buyers and far more um, research being done, you know, and wanting agents to provide that information immediately so that we can come in, uh, become informed. And I think that'll be great for the industry. I think it will be great for vendors. They're not gonna have people tracking through their homes for no reason with absolutely no interest. And as agents, we're gonna have more qualified buyers coming through the property rather than just people doing their research. Um, I think that will happen really quick, Steve.
2: Yeah, look, what, what I honestly think, uh, Sam, is what will stay is things that will be speed to service. For mm. example, I love the fact that people can actually click onto a QR code, whether it's at an open for inspection, when they walk into my office, or whether I walk into Croc Studios. And it actually gives all my information. So that queue, we used, used to write all the names and numbers, so it's, it's speed to service. I don't think you'll find things like private inspections will change, but auctions will change. I'm I'm a real big one for, you know, we're coming back to Croc now to do all our online auctions on a Wednesday night because what Saturdays is prime time. That's where someone wants to do a private inspection. Mm. They don't want to be stuck at an, uh, at an auction which maybe it was underquoted or maybe, you know, they've wasted their time. And don't forget Saturdays, you've got school sports, you've got school activities. It's your time off. So we're looking, I think the Wednesday night auctions actually worked really well during COVID. So there's a lot of things we'll go back to, but a lot of things we won't. And all the things that will stay, Will be speed to service. That's what I reckon will stay.
1: Uh, it's fascinating, isn't it? Just and and throughout the the hardest of times, um, and and the ability to not just persevere but prosper. And I'm wondering where what the prosper will be for real estate. And I think you're both hitting the nail on the head about what COVID might be able to do, and what we've found during this time out of pure necessity that might become best practice. It's going to be a fascinating yeah. time. And, of course, the great news this week that people are allowed just to fundamentally go back through in a one-on-one to inspect or to appraise is a huge boost to the industry that has really um, been white-knuckling uh, through this period. Like, so many have, but this is a real estate podcast. Yeah. So, for this industry, it's been a really difficult time, and it's a, a, and it's a credit to all the agents that have been proactive during it. Um, for yourself, Pete, we talk about the move to O'Brien. Obviously, with, with you and having been in business and you, the, the the family legacy there, um, it would have been a big decision to, to make the jump to O'Brien's. What was it that had you thinking, no, no, we'll still be able to maintain our, our connection and our history and our legacy to the towns we operate in, um, but we think the O'Brien move is a great one for us?
0: Um, look, there's probably a few answers to that, Sam, but, you know, to keep it short, because I'm a typical auctioneer and I'll baffle on for you, but... Um, <laughs> look we, uh, we've actually always been a part of a group we've only been sort of uh, a part of nextRE for the last couple of years which was which we formed with some great business partners of ours um, prior to that we were a part of a network we loved being part of a network we at that point in time uh, our values and our vision of where we weren't wanted to go um, wasn't aligned with the group we were with um, so we've always had it on the radar that we wanted to be a part of something and and I, I think the reason for that is the collective sharing the collective learning, that you get from being uh, within a group is just so crucial and important, not just to us as a business, but to our team. Um, look, I've known the O'Brien guys. I've known Stav and, and Dean and Darren for a number of years. And we met through, you know, obviously through Josh uh, Feigen, our mutual coach and trainer. We shared very similar passion and vision for where we felt our businesses would go and, and what we wanted to see for our team. Um, so we've always had a close alignment. And um, I think over COVID, if nothing else, we saw that being able to um, – you know, it's the saying, we, we used it in our little launch video, but if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Mm. Um, it, nothing has been more true, in my opinion, uh, that we've seen over this patch of of COVID that, you know, we, we're often competing in the same space where we can actually share and grow so much faster and go further when we do it together. But um, O'Brien's have an amazing learn-it-all culture rather than a know-it-all culture. And that excites me you know right from their corporate team through to the individual staff i staff invited me to their auction training last year and their their entire team from their juniors through to their seniors were willing to be vulnerable and put themselves out on a limb to learn and to grow and i couldn't think of i honestly couldn't think of any better reason than to be a part of a group than just that
1: you know um Well, we know that Richmond have won two out of the last three flags from what they believe is that absolute, as you said, uh, they want to learn rather than know, uh, and showing vulnerability uh, and empathy for their teammates and for the wider club and the wider community. It is the absolute uh, foundation of their success, they'd say, and it sounds like it's the foundation of the success at O'Brien, so hopefully it'll be of great benefit to you too, Pete, and Having come from a regional background myself, and and when I was a real estate agent, I was in a regional. One of the things I love about the, the approach there, and I think the good um, metro agents do it too, is that the person that you buy to buy, for, uh, the person that you sell to, or sell for, or rent out for, or rent to. Um, they're not. You, you might run the risk you've got to walk into them again down the street or at the pub or, or at the, the kids' school or anything like that. So the, the ability to, to maintain your, your reputation and be connected, I think if you can do that for a long time in regional, then you are absolute class because you, you, you can't just vanish after that, can you? You, you? you will run into these people again and you know that the person who's buying then becomes the person who's selling or renting through you. So the relationships that you build are paramount to success in a regional area.
0: Look, oh, okay. I mean, it, it is, it's is—it's true no matter where you go. And I know metropolitan um, communities are very tight-knit too. But, yeah, it's a its a lot easier to bump into someone yes. uh, at, at the football field when there's a crowd of about 40 people versus yep. 400. So it is. You know, and, look, let, let's face it, our communities, um, whether we acknowledge it or not, without them we don't survive because they're our clients. Mm. Um, and they, they're, they're our next client and our future client and our current client. And, um, you know, we've always – Done my father before me, but also myself, we, we've always felt that if we give back to our community, um, the community will give to us. And um, and it does, you know, and we've lived by that. And, and look, the O'Briens and Stav in particular, I know does a huge amount of work with uh, his community. And by his community, I don't just mean his local town, but you know, the, the groups that he's involved with and yeah. the people that he works with and the clubs that he's involved with. Um, and I, I think that's the relationships that for a while in real estate we were missing you know people you know we were seen as an untrustworthy industry for so long i think the tide is changing on that because yep. people have learned that it's actually we're there to serve the client and that that it's actually a team effort you know a successful sale of a home or purchase of a home is something you do together not fight each other
1: yeah uh, beautifully said hey let's turn our attention to results because we're we, we really keen to get into the results Stav, because what we're going to see this week and then what we're going to talk about next week, I I can't wait to see the jump. So let's start with the results from this week, please. Look,
2: you're not wrong. There's going to be a massive contrast between this week and next week. I think next week, the heading's going to be Fast and the Furious. I think that, (laughs) so yeah, pin that down. But this week, look, it was week 39 of 2020. uh, And look, we were in the ninth week of our stage four restrictions, as we said earlier, but our sales this week, we're very similar to this time last year for Victoria. And the reason for that is a lot of people have forgotten, but this time last year, we only had 48 auctions. And the reason was because it was Richmond's grand final win. On the weekend of the grand final, there's hardly ever any auctions, So it's always a very quiet week. So, mm. look, that's the only similarity and why the, uh, the sales were down. But 12 out of the last 13 weeks, we've actually done nationally over 5,000 sales. In fact, 5,500 sales. So it's, it's really strong. New South Wales, over 2,000 sales, and Queensland's fighting really, really strong. Uh, new listings for Robron. We had 35. We had 25 under offer, and we only sold 18. Uh, but I think you're going to see a huge jump, Sam, into next week. I can't wait for the contrast.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I've, in my mind, I see the Boxing Day sales. That's, that's I think, the, the visual analogy of what this will be like now that everybody can get back out and at least do the one-on-one inspections. That's oh, I what I'm it. predicting. Um, the O'Brien's online auction, you mentioned it, but we've got a good result on Wednesday night.
2: Yeah, so we're, we're moving to Wednesday nights, and I'm going to talk to the team here at Croc Media because they're the ones that facilitate mm. and navigate through that. And they do an amazing job in the control room in the background. Without you guys, we can't do this. So we're looking at starting around about the 14th or after the 14th. We're looking at doing them on a Wednesday night. So I think probably the 17th is a Wednesday
1: night. That will be our first one. We've already got five booked in for that day. Uh, before we get to the uh, the real estate Zoom and what's happening with that this week, um, let's get a good news story from both of you from the week we've just had. I mean, I, it's, and I'm not going to let you say that we can now do inspections and uh, and appraisals because we know that that trumps all. But have you got a good news story? And we love to hear them during these times especially. We'll start with you, Pete.
0: Um, look, you know what? I'm going to go internal for that, but the the – Mindset and the mood of our team, it's been, um, Stavros mentioned it, or you mentioned it earlier, you know, the emotional management, um, you know, that's been right across for everyone, you know, looking after our clients, our landlords, our tenants, our vendors, but also our team. It's been a real roller coaster because no one's known how to plan for this and, and what to sort of set up for moving forward because it was changing so quickly. and. Um, Watching our team, you know, get back into things over this last two weeks, watching the mood lift, watching the confidence lift, uh, and seeing people, uh, you know, seeing the team interact a little bit more than what they've been allowed to do and what that's done in terms of just their – even their demeanour has been amazing, Sam. It's it's really nice to see. And, you know, I, you know we, we, there was a lot of predictions made that um, – Everyone would work from home after COVID because they all knew they could. I think we're going to see people wanting to get back. I think we'll change, but I think people are going to crave quality interactions more than mm. ever before. You know, and we may have less of them, but the ones that we have need to be really good. And that, that's that been my good news story. It's been amazing to watch.
2: Yeah. Look, Pete, you're on point because for me, it's very, very similar our, our relationships with not just our teams, but our, our home life has been galvanized over this period. And my good news story is, and I've already said it on Greek radio because I've done the show uh, this morning. <laughs> um, when I went into the office to print off some stuff for today, my wife was actually a little bit emotional. And she said, I'm really going to miss having you around. And I said, really? She goes, yeah, I've really got used to you. And, and so has my son. And uh, my son's, you know, 22, typical Greek uh, son. He's not going to move out until he's either married or 44. (laughs) So, um, but I think the galvanising of our teams and the other thing, the good news stories, I've actually seen my team evolve. Looking at your background here today, for example, Pete, it shows who you are. It shows a snapshot of who you are. And I've seen that in my teams, you know, their photos in the background, uh, the books that they read, just everything. And it's just brought us more togetherness. And a lot of people thought that, yes, people will want to work from home. My team doesn't want to work from home. They want to actually get back together, and they miss each other. So it's that galvanising uh, of bringing uh, our relationships together. That's my good news story. Uh, that's well, absolutely- My
0: wife, uh, my wife uh, teared up when I went back to work too, Stab, But uh, they were tears of joy. I'm pretty certain.
1: <laughs> um, no, that's absolutely sensational. Um, I uh, had the um, had the, the the great pleasure of dealing with a. Uh, a young man by the name of Jonathan, uh, during the week, who, who was a real estate agent, and uh, I, I just can't commend high uh, his transparency for us, uh, the way in which he handled himself and and our whole uh, interactions together. So, if he's listening to this, he'll know exactly who he is. Um, but Jonathan, you're a star. Uh, we appreciate everything you you did for us and try to do for us, uh, and it won't be forgotten. And that's the kind of thing that has me going. If if I ever get the opportunity to deal with that person again, I would jump. Uh, at the chance, uh, a, a person of the and an agent of of the highest order. The way that it, the experience finished wasn't ideal, but but his dealings with us were first class. So that's uh, my good news story for the week. Uh, before we finish up, Stav, the real estate Zoom. Who have we got on the Zoom this week? Well, I've got a big surprise for you
2: tonight. Uh, tonight at six thirty. So we've moved to six thirty. There is a couple of reasons for that. It's because. We're doing private inspections and at 5 o'clock it's still daylight and it's prime time. So we've moved it to 6.30, made it a little bit more casual so yep. people can have a bit of wine. And I'm, I know I'm building it up, but we've got Peter Dacos.
1: Oh, so we've got how Pe- good. Peter the Dacos. The Macedonian
2: marvel. Well, he is and uh, his mum's <laughs> Greek and he speaks Greek and uh, he comes into the office quite often. I'm a mad Richmond supporter and I've got every Richmond paraphernalia on my back wall and, and he's got a soft spot for Richmond, he tells me. But uh, I'm looking forward to speaking to Pete. Uh, tonight, so it should be good. Are you going to join, uh, Cliekie?
0: Yeah, I'll be on there tonight. I've got i uh, I've got a Zoom inspection with a client from uh, East Melbourne that I've got to do at five o'clock, and I'll be wrapping that up and getting online.
1: Well, given that this week Collingwood play West Coast um, in a in a qualifying final, you'd need to have a chat to him about the nineteen ninety qualifying final, the draw, and the banana goal that he kicked in that game was just extraordinary. Of course, the replay Collingwood smashed them, went on to win the grand final that year. But you're going to have to at least some points to have. Ask him about that game and that goal.
2: I, I will. I, I definitely will. And look, it's going to be a great night. Pete's a good friend, so it's going to be great. But you know what? My tip, I reckon Collingwood's going to win because, uh, wow! I, I, look, I always cool. barrack for, for the Victorian team. I'm a Richmond supporter, but you've got to follow Victorian. But they've had it all up against them. They've had to go on quarantine. They've been living... In caravans. <laughs> they've been living in yes. caravans. They've been call- called the dirty team. The dirty team. All this sort of stuff. I reckon I'd love to see them get up and win for all my Collingwood mates. There you go.
1: Well, they've actually got the wood over West Coast in finals. It's 4v3. And these two teams have played each other in finals in the AFL era more than any other. So it's uh, it's a big stage set in of course 2018, probably, just echoing in the back of the Ooh. Collingwood players' mind, So it's, a, it's going to be a huge final, as are all. And I'll tell you what, as big a weekend it is for the AFL, it's going to be an even bigger one for real estate because, as we said, inspections, appraisals, one-on-one now, they're back. It is a, a week to celebrate, a week to rejoice, a week to be proud of the industry for what it's done and what it's continued to do through COVID and the way in which it's handled itself and kept persevering. And it's a reason to celebrate because we try and get back to the heights that we want to be able to reach every single week and weekend. Hey, uh, Pete, it's been great to have you on. Welcome 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 to the O'Brien's team. Peter Clark from what was formerly Clark Next Real Estate, now O'Brien Clark in Warrigal and Druin. Um, Welcome to the O'Brien team. All the best. Thank you for joining us this week on Under the Hammer.
0: Thanks, Sam. Really appreciate it, mate.
1: Uh, That's it from us, Stav. uh, Always a pleasure. As always, mate, you're a star. Uh, You'll be able to find the details to connect with Stav and the O'Brien team and Pete as well in the show notes to this episode. We appreciate you listening to Under the Hammer for Direct Connect. And if you are an agent interested in using Direct Connect, call 1300 664 715 to see how they can benefit you and your team. Stav, have a great week.
2: Thank you. See you next week, Sam. Thanks for listening to Under the Hammer for Red Energy.
1: Moving house, call local energy retailer Red Energy.